Welcome to another episode of the In and Out of Success. Today, I have a guest from Singapore. Sangeeta will tell us about volunteer legal work. Hi, Tina. Good afternoon. Good morning. I'm happy to have um, been invited to talk to you. Um, I have been um, a lawyer for 14 years now, so I was uh, called to the Singapore Bar in 2008, uh, and I've had a mixture of both uh, work in the private sector as well as in-house work. In between, I was also uh, in the government uh, regulatory sector where I was looking at uh, building and construction laws. Currently, I dwell in data privacy and I'm heading the uh, APEC data privacy function for a American MNC. I am uh, excited to uh, ask you, uh, what is it that uh, made you uh, want to have this podcast? What is it that uh, excites you to talk about volunteer work? And then I will uh, build from there. It's, yeah, generally to, to hear what uh, other friends, colleagues, what they are, what they're doing with their time. Because you're so, let's say, occupied with your work uh, after you have graduated, that you are just sort of, yeah, not lost focused. in your daily, yeah, exactly. Mm. Let's say focused in your daily yes. work. And I, yeah, I was always curious uh, when, when I heard that you do this, um, what in particular, what you're doing, mm. how okay. you got into it. Yeah, that's it about. Yeah. Oh, I, because I completely understand this uh, work can um, totally consume your daily hours. And it's not just work commitments. You have work, you have family, friends. And uh, I find that the days um, just grow into months and the months become years. And when we look back at the end of um, many years, uh, we wonder what we have achieved, what we have done. So in terms of uh, volunteer work, it really uh, started sometime four years ago uh, when I got interested in doing little dramas and little plays for the community. So that was uh, my first um, inroad into doing something um, outside of legal work. So uh, I, we, would do, we would do scripts and um, then we would do these scripts uh, for the larger community. Um, and when COVID hit us, we did YouTube videos that were then circulated uh, to kids. So these dramas and plays are primarily done in my native mother tongue. Um, which is um, Tamil, and it's that was an exciting form of work, merely contributing to the arts and society. Another area of um, volunteer work I uh, dabble in uh, is to give community-oriented talks to people living around me, the neighbourhood, um, on socially um, pertinent matters. Like, there are always questions on divorce, uh, divorce laws, or family laws and uh, things like simple civil law matters on how to recover sums of money uh, if you are owed money, what to look for in basic contracts, uh, how do you write a will so that you can ensure that your assets are protected. Uh, these are typical questions that um, a lot of residents have but are unsure how to address. 
Another example um, would be community disputes, just unhappiness within the community um, with your neighbor. How could you, where could you go to mediate such issues? We've had some cases in Singapore um, with um, neighbors being unhappy with each other because we are a packed society and 80% of us live in high-rise buildings, uh, government, which are mainly government-owned. So um, the spaces are getting smaller as well as the population grows. And so uh, people find themselves having to interact more with each other, but the community spirit uh, still needs to be uh, nurtured because they might not have been living in these communities for generations, but they probably just started living together after marriage or uh, once they move homes. So fostering community spirit is something um, that we are all working on as Singaporeans and you will naturally have some disputes. So then there are some questions about how do I resolve the disputes? Where can I go for mediation? So then I uh, do talks on these or I just present um, at um, certain uh, critical events or uh, just have little Q&As. So these, these I do um, not so frequently, but maybe once or twice a year uh, because it's difficult to get people together, especially after COVID, um, the groups of people stopped coming together because of our social distancing rules. The third, uh, third area of um, work that I get into outside of legal work uh, is to conduct um, talks for the building and construction sector uh, with regard to the duties surrounding construction projects and the duties that affect the stakeholders in the construction industry. This is because I have some background uh, on building and construction regulations uh, as well as the statutory duties. So it's more of having practical talks uh, for the industry. I would say uh, these are the three areas where, uh, that I get involved in outside of primarily focusing on legal work. I was able to do this uh, mainly after moving in-house to do data privacy uh, because there was uh, more flexibility in terms of managing my time and also because of the time zones involved in my current work, um, which require me to be up uh, later in the day. So the, the, work, the work calls are mainly in the evening and late at night giving uh, some room to do these extra things in the day. Again, this kind of flexibility doesn't occur automatically. You have to look for it and find a space uh, that you're comfortable in, which will help you to flourish. Yeah. Yeah, do you have because, any questions? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> or more uh, right away a comment. I agree with you. You need to find the, the space and see it as well as a, I mean, in between as a, as a break. It shouldn't be become a burden because I think you can only do it in, in between if you enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. Correct. For example, like here, um, a podcast or a training. Yes. Uh, yeah. And because the day is, is, is long. So uh, you said um, a few minutes ago that you started with some like YouTube uh, videos yeah. or trainings can yeah. you dive again into so this and explain the, sure the the youtube videos uh, were more about the creative arts so they they are little plays um, where i dress up with 
people and we do with, with the drama community and uh, we do scripts or we just do some acting okay so my trainings are not up on youtube um and because i don't also i don't okay with regard to legal trainings or trainings on legal topics whether it's for the community or it's for specific stakeholders the danger with having it circulated i feel um on social media is that things can be taken out of context and i don't want people applying um advice to their unique situations and i don't want them to be disadvantaged either which is why i remind people that whilst they can walk away with some general principles when they listen to me if they do have specific um encumbrances that they are facing or or disputes specific disputes it's always good to approach a lawyer of course lawyers are expensive uh, but depending on um your income level you have uh, different places you can uh, go to to try to get uh, aid legal aid in singapore okay so um the youtube videos i mentioned are primarily to do with the acting and uh contributing to uh the social social space yeah great great and i always wondered how you ended up in the construction area was that sort of randomly that mm. you got into that that area the i got into the construction area because of my uh work with the when i was uh, with the government i as in bca when i was uh, legal counsel and then i left when i left i was deputy general counsel i that's where i forayed into all the building construction laws and although we were looking at it primarily from a lawyer's perspective it was a great opportunity to learn about how the industry operates so if to be a true blue in-house lawyer it should never be just about regurgitating what the legal principles are but really balancing against how the industry and the organization operates so the, although i would never get down and i i mean i don't have the expertise to review a structural plan for a building or to review what happens on a construction site i always try to learn about uh, what happens on the ground and so that's why uh, i grew interested uh, in what the construction industry does that's how i got involved yeah i see and i fully agree that's the beauty yeah. <laughs> when you get in house that it's it's not yes. only legal but it's yes you said balancing as well the risks and explaining yes. it in simple terms to yes. business stakeholders and not being lost in only only the legal terms correct i left out something else i did as well and i just i just remember but i know i'm not i'm no longer doing it which is why i probably didn't uh, bring it up but i was uh, part of this youth mentorship program last year uh, for some uh, university undergraduates uh, as part of this uh, youth council initiative in singapore so they hook you up with um, certain students in need of a mentor so it could be mentoring in terms of learning how to write your resumes so that you secure a job or mentoring in terms of uh, financial management because these undergraduates are just going to be starting work um, after they leave uni so they might they might need some advice on budget management um or like i said uh 
getting a job, securing a job, or career progression, career planning. So, so I did that for one year, but I'm no longer part of that initiative. Yeah, yeah, because I um I didn't find it as fulfilling as I thought it would be. So. Yeah, and I guess limited. Yeah, correct, and also this brings me back to the point that doing anything beyond your scope of work, okay, meaning anything outside. If you're a lawyer, anything outside your anything outside what would be considered the permissible areas you look at. Uh, if you want to do something, it's you shouldn't do something just for the sake of it. Uh, if you find that it really doesn't hold your interest, and it's something you cannot get passionate about, then it is always good to move ahead so that it doesn't feel futile and then your time isn't wasted as well. Yeah. That's perfect. And I think we're, we're coming more towards, let's say, the, the end. And in my other, mm. let's say, podcast episode, I always ask uh, the, the guests to, yeah, provide really in, in short what they would, let's say, recommend doing and I think you already mentioned the first one okay the what I would recommend doing is to first uh, find your sweet spot in terms of what you expect out of your career there are some people uh, very focused very ambitious and they want to become equity partners salaried partners in a private law firm sometimes the large law firms or they want to go They want to continue practicing. So that is perfectly fine. That, that's what works for them and, and they should pursue their passion and ambition. Now, um, but if for some of us, if we want to uh, diversify and uh, we choose to either go down the government sector route or we go in-house, you can also find your sweet spot there in terms of your career. It's possible to specialize uh, as an in-house expert Uh, whether it's banking, uh, financial regulation, or data privacy, or even corporate counsel, for example. So once you've, you've found your sweet spot and you are happy with where your career is progressing, then comes the next step, which is, um, I suppose, what do you expect uh, to get out of the remaining good 30 years of your life uh, where you will still be um, functional? right and uh and, you know both intellectually and physically so then that so when you get to that second step you ask yourself uh, for some people it could be raising a family um, for some people it could be raising um many pets or one pet so my my cocker poodle takes up enough of my time <laughs> but, but i do want to get more uh, dogs in the future when i move to a larger space um, and for some of us, it could be finding these little pockets of volunteer work to do. And uh, we find what makes uh, sense for us to do to keep our time occupied. Um, and always find something that fulfills you. So for me, uh, these little things I do keeps my brain active and it um, permits me to speak and teach, which I like to do. You will find that... Uh, You can call, you may call yourself an expert in your field, but until and unless you are able to impart knowledge to someone and they are able to understand you, you are not quite an expert actually, because part of being an expert is also being able to pass on knowledge and teach. 
So the more I share and the more I speak to people, I find myself learning things that um, I may have overlooked. I find myself growing. And I also find uh, myself honing my skills where I can um, impart knowledge to others. And it makes me better at what I do. Uh, yes, teaches me things like patience, different perspectives, learning how to um, speak to people that may be not legally trained. Yeah. So that's my advice. <laughs> Thank you. Very wise words. I hope we can catch up in a few months' time and see sure. what else. Yeah. I see what else I've, I've, I've been doing and anything else, uh, more interesting things I can share with you. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks so much, Sangeeta. And I hope you don't have too many late night calls tonight. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Tina. And uh, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Speak soon. <laughs>